Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you on a Wednesday. A lot to get into here. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast, of course, and the YouTube page, 94WIP on YouTube. Check it out there. Tucker Bagley and myself doing a lot of video podcasts, especially during Eagles season here. And, and really, as we get look forward here to week three in the NFL, the Eagles, of course, are going to be in Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football against the Bucs, which... I thought before the year could have been one of their easier games this season. Now I, it doesn't look quite as easy. The Bucks are off to a 2-0 start. Baker Mayfield playing some of the best football of his career. They still have some talent on defense. So clearly it's going to be more of a challenge for the Eagles on Monday night. But really, as we kind of look forward to the game and think about what we've seen at the Eagles for the first couple weeks of the season, I was struck by a couple things over the past five or six days, you know, from the game to the way the Eagles won the game to the sideline stuff with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni to when Dallas Goddard was on with myself and Elliot Shore Parks in the Midday Show earlier this week. And really, it's more of a stylistic thing than it is a, uh, I think, a situation where most people are like they have to do it one way or the other. So what's on my mind today and what's on my mind as we look forward to the rest of this Eagles season is do they have to throw the football more? You know, I, I think there's a thought, and I and there's pros and cons on both sides I want to get into here, but there's a thought that just do whatever works, right? And that, I, I typically fall in that category. Do what you have to do to win a football game. And last Thursday night against the Vikings, the Eagles had to run the football to win that game. And they can do that. And I think it's, it's really a testament to how well-built this Eagles team is that they have an ability to win no matter how they have to win the game. They could win by throwing. They could win by running. And right now, the run game, at least last game, was way more effective than the throwing game. So they did that, and they did it at a high level, and they just kept running the football right down Minnesota's throats, and they won the football game. But I think this is a big-picture question we need to ask ourselves. Should the Eagles throw the football more? And let me get into the pros and cons of each side and really why they should throw it more versus why they should just rely on the run game more until this pass game maybe figures itself out and Jalen Hurts sees the field a little bit better and they're able to dissect what defense are doing to them. Um, but I want to get into why I think they should throw it more first and then we'll come back to to why maybe running the football is just the better way to go. So I, I think the reflex is just do whatever it takes to win the game. But... There are some real reasons to throw the football more as we move along. Jalen Hurts has 56 attempts through two games, and he's completed a pretty good number of those passes, but they haven't had an efficient passing game so far. Okay, so the number one reason why I think they may have to throw the football more, and you know, you think about this from the perspective of two years ago versus last year. Two years ago, the Eagles were a run-first operation. They clearly were. They tried to throw the ball, tried to throw the ball early last season. Didn't really work. They moved to a run-first operation, and they won a lot of football games and made the playoffs. But there was a ceiling on that team last year. I thought they were a throw-first operation with a mobile quarterback, a running quarterback. And then by the end of the season, the numbers looked pretty even, run-versus pass. But they got ahead throwing the football last year, and then they ran it down your throat to end games. That's why in the second half of games, they scored a little bit less. That's why the second quarter was their highest scoring quarter. It's why Jalen Hurts' passing numbers were not as good in the fourth quarter because they had big leads. They they got ahead 
throwing the football last season. And I think that's what they want to do. It is their franchise identity. It is what Jeff Lurie, Howard Roseman believe in. You have to throw the football to win, get leads early, unleash your pass rush, and boom, run the football late. It's what they did in 2017. It's how the best Eagles teams have been built you know, over the past five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Throw the football early, run it late. And I think that is still the identity. It should be the identity. Now, if they can't do it, they're going to have to pivot. And I think the Eagles are probably good enough to pivot off that and run the football and win enough games that way that this won't be, you know, this season won't go off the rails. They'll still be good to pretty good to really good doing it that way. But so far that really, you know, last game kind of took the ball out of their identity. They took the ball away from their identity. They did something different last game. So, I think to win big in the NFL, you have to be a, a really good and really efficient, really well-oiled passing game. And right now, the Eagles are not that. So that's the first thing that stands out to me. The second thing, and, and I don't think this is a light one, and you could poo-poo this all you want. I, I don't. I've seen too much of this across the NFL over the years to make me believe that it's not a big deal. The other one is the Eagles have egos here. They need to feed the egos. And I'm not talking about Jalen Hurts and his stats. I'm talking about three pass catchers. And I'm going to just specifically reference two things that have been said on my show, on our show, on the Midday Show, on WIP, myself and Hugh, and Elliot's been in a lot lately, including yesterday, for Hugh until he gets back, but by Dallas Goddard, who's now joining us on a weekly basis. Uh, every Tuesday, we'll be joined by Dallas Goddard on the Midday Show. Really excited about that. And, you know, in training camp, we had Dallas Goddard on, and he said the goal was for all three, himself, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown to eclipse 1,000 yards. And then yesterday on the Midday Show, and I want to pull up the exact quote. I don't want to out, you know, misquote him. Quote, my part in the pass game hasn't been as big as I want it to be yet, but I believe that will come. But in the run game, that just gives me an opportunity to go in there and kind of impose my will on people. So clearly, Dallas Goddard wants the ball more, wants to make more big plays in the pass game. He said that my part in the pass game hasn't been as big as I want it to be yet. That was Dallas Goddard yesterday with myself and Elliot on the Midday Show. And then you go to what he said in, in the preseason in training camp about wanting all three of those guys to get 1,000 yards. Folks, this is a math issue with the Eagles. You know, they could they could have as many big plays as they want. I know Devontae got the big plays on, on Thursday night against the Vikings. There's no way, there's just no way that Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and A.J. Brown can all eclipse 1,000 yards, could all reach their goals if they only complete eight passes in a game, which was last Thursday night, if they only throw the ball 23 times, which was last Thursday night. The Eagles have built a team here, and we'll get to Hurts in a second, but with an expensive quarterback, a highly paid quarterback, and three pass catchers who all believe they are 1,000-yard receivers. The only way those numbers add up is if they throw the football more. That's it. So we could talk all we want about doing what it takes to win games, and it's all about team first, but these guys have goals. And when you build a team with guys that have goals and you pay them a lot or draft them highly, obviously Devontae hasn't been paid yet, they're going to want to achieve their goals. They think they're that kind of player. They think the offense goes in and around and through them. you know. And obviously the three of them have to share, but that's the, that's the what they've built here, and they all believe that. So what we saw last Thursday night with A.J. upset on the, on the sideline, we could kind of throw that away. And obviously Goddard, I'm not saying he's upset. I just He's just saying what he feels, and it's not a bad thing, but he's saying it. Fairly, he's saying it, you know, I, I think in a very adult and professional manner. He hasn't got the ball as much as maybe he wants. AJ, you know, we saw the way he handled it. 
there's only so many mouths to feed here, or there's there's three mouths to feed, and there's only so many passes to go around. So that is another reason why passing the football has to be a thing. I mean, it, it has to be a thing for this Eagles team moving forward a little bit here. The other one, and this one is, is significant as well, they didn't pay Jalen Hurts to just hand the ball off. They paid Jalen Hurts to be a star quarterback, and... You know, last year in the run game, even two years in the run game ago, two years ago in the run game, it was more of an RPO thing. I thought Thursday night was a lot of just hand the ball to DeAndre Swift. So, you know, you, you also have that element where you have this quarterback that that is, is a star, that the Eagles want to be a star, that was a star last year, and it's like, are we just going to ask him to be just be along for the ride? I, I doubt that's, that's the way they want to do things. So you add in the targets that need to be fed. You have to pass to win. I mean, your ceiling's just lowered if you're going to be more of a running team uh, that versus a passing game. Uh, and you didn't pay Hurst to do less. It, it feels like it, you know there's pretty, three pretty solid reasons why the Eagles need to throw the football more. Now, the other side of this coin, of course, and I'm sure a lot of you listen are like, Joe, come on, just win the football game. There are reasons to run the ball more and to just basically take all the egos, the salaries, and and put them to the side and not worry so much about style points and just go win football games. Number one, you just lean on what works. I mean, you just lean on what works. And right now, through two games, especially just watching the game this past Thursday against Minnesota, what works right now is their run game. Uh, through two games, if you talk about run game versus New England, not very good. Pass game versus New England, not very good. Pass game versus Minnesota, not very good. Uh, okay. And run game versus Minnesota, if you, the four quadrants, like the four things we've seen, the four elements of evidence we have of, of the Eagles' offense so far, the, clearly the best one was the Eagles' run game versus Minnesota. So if that's what works right now, if that's what they're having success with, if that's what they feel most comfortable with, then just run the football. And they do have a stable of backs. We'll see if Gainwell is going to be healthy enough to play in this game against Tampa. But obviously DeAndre Swift went crazy against Minnesota, and I, I a lot of people believe he could do that again, or something maybe close to it. I still have not given up hope on Rashad Penny, and Boston Scott is a solid back. So you have four backs, and I think you have evidence so far that of all the different elements of this team, that's the one that works the best right now. So you have that. The second reason to keep running the football and just don't worry about all this is their offensive line, they're just better run blockers than they are pass blockers. Jordan Mailata is a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. Landon Dickerson, I think, is really good at both, but I think he's a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. J.C. Kelsey in space is a great run blocker. Now, he's great at both, but he's a great run blocker. Cam Jurgens at this point, I would say, is a better run blocker than a pass blocker. And you could say Lane is elite at both, but I think he just loves run blocking. So you have an offensive line who clearly likes to run block, and I think they are better run blockers. They are pass blockers. They have been, you know, Jalen Hurts has been under duress. They're getting blitzed a lot. So one thing they could do is keep running the football down teams' throats. It will probably keep the defense on their heels a little bit. They'll be able to blitz, blitz less less predictable for defenses to come at Jalen Hurts. And look, if teams are going to drop eight in the coverage and try to confuse Hurts, it's a numbers game. I mean, the Eagles have really been smart about this since Sirianni got here and Hurts has been the quarterback. Just play the numbers game. If the box is light, run the football. If the box is heavy, throw the football. You know, instead of trying to be really, you know, kind of bang your head against the wall with this kind of stuff, just just do what works. And what works is against a light box, run the football. So I, I get that element. And there is one sneaky element of this, and this will be the last point I make on on why they should keep running the football. And, you know, I, I think I, I see it on both sides. I, I You know, usually I, I come on here, I come on WIP, I have a super strong take on something, and, and they have to do this, they have to do that. And ultimately, I do think they have to 
pass the ball more as the season goes along. But if there's one thing that's it's maybe tipping the scales a little bit further towards running the football than I than I thought when I kind of sat down here and and wrote down my pros and cons for, for for recording this episode, is running the football can can do one thing that I'm not sure we thought they had to do before the season, and that is to keep their defense off the field. That is to shorten games. It is to limit possessions because right now this defense, and I know they're two and zero, and they've forced or have been fortunate to have some turnovers land in their lap. This defense not performed very well, especially against the pass. They're getting lit up. I mean, they are getting lit up in the back end. They got lit up by Mac Jones. They got lit up by Kirk Cousins. If Baker lights them up, we're going to have a you know a three alarm. You know, just the alarm bells are going to go off next week. Maybe five alarm if they get lit up by Baker Mayfield. Because I think later in the season, look, the schedule said, all right, Dak and Mahomes and Allen and say what you want about Purdy, but he's obviously he's obviously good. Purdy and Dak. And Gino on the road. Like that, that's the stretch there. Now you could throw Tua in uh in October and you could say, all right, that's the stretch of a couple months where they're gonna face a lot of good quarterbacks, a lot of good passing games. Maybe this is where you run the ball, shorten the games, keep those guys off the field. We weren't thinking that about Mac Jones, about Kirk Cousins, about Baker Mayfield, about Sam Howell, about Matthew Stafford, because we didn't know what he had, but now he's got Puka and he's uh, he's performing pretty well so far this year. So maybe. This just has to be the strategy for the season. You know, their secondary has gotten lit up a little bit here. They're, they're very weak at safety and banged up. We'll see if Blankenship could play. At corner, they're really banged up right now and look like they might be for the entire season because the slot is a total mess right now without Avante Maddox. And at linebacker, in that, that soft middle of the defense, they can't cover anybody. So, you know, there is a, a school of thought right now that maybe the Eagles just need to run the football, not just because their passing game isn't where it needs to be, but they keep these these guys in the secondary and the linebacking off the field. Just keep them off the field. Don't let them be out there as much. They won't be able to give up as many yards. I mean, in the last couple games, if not for turnovers, we're talking about 400 yards get put on them by Mac Jones and by Kirk Cousins. You you think about, like, what is Mahomes going to do? What is Allen going to do if they're given, you know, a lot of possessions against the Eagles' defense? So, there's a lot of calculus going into this. A lot of debate, I'm sure, going on right now within the Eagles' game planning. Complimentary football needs to be part of it. Not just what they do well on offense, not just what they need to do well on offense, but all right, should we lean on the run game right now to keep our defense off the field until we get N'Kobe D back, until we get Blankenship healthy, until we figure out who we're playing at slot, until we get Bradbury fully healthy, until maybe Howie goes out there and trades for a safety. All those kind of things, I think needs to come into it. I would pass the ball more because I think there's a, a you know, there's a crack in the foundation with this offense and these three pass catchers who want the football, and I think you need to pass to win. But boy, if this defense can't stop anybody, I could see them running the football to try to keep those guys off the field. It's what they do well. It's what the offensive line does best. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following. Would love some feedback as well. What do you think? Should the Eagles throw the football more? We'll discuss it a lot on WIP and, of course, WIP Daily. Thanks so much for listening, subscribing, following the podcast. We'll talk soon right here on WIP Daily.